0: This is a squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster.
1: And I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Friday the 17th of February. In your squiz today, missing minors are found dead, police shooting declared domestic terrorism, unemployment's going up and chatbot confusion. This is your squiz today. Claire, on Wednesday morning, there was an accident at a mine site in northwest Queensland. Two workers were driving about 125 metres underground in a ute when it fell into a hole at the Dugold River zinc mine. That's near the town of Cloncurry. And they'd been missing ever since. But last night, it was confirmed that the pair had died. They were identified as Trevor Davis and Dylan Langridge.
1: And Tim Aykroyd is the General Manager of the Zinc Mines Operator, MMG Limited. He said that a rescue team had been able to locate the ute uh, that the missing pair were in before it fell into that hole. Aykroyd said that crews had been able to access the vehicle from below. And after investigating the stability of the site, uh, before rescue crews were deployed to start moving the debris near that ute, uh, they were found and it was confirmed that they had died.
0: We don't know exactly what happened just yet, but reports say that the ute Langridge and Davis were in fell about 25 metres into the hole when the ground gave way. And what happened is a drilling rig just behind the men's ute also fell, but the operator of that vehicle managed to escape and raise the alarm.
1: Yeah. And reports say that that unnamed man is in a stable condition. Uh, And while there were hopes that Davis and Langridge would be found alive, uh, sadly, it's not a rescue mission now. It's now a recovery operation. Uh, And just on that pair, they were contracted fly-in, fly-out workers. They were working for a company called Parentini. Their employer said that it's a devastating outcome and that both of them should have come home from work safely on Wednesday.
0: Work has been stopped at the mine ever since, and inspectors from mining safety regulator Resources Safety Queensland have been on site. Every year around 30 workers die in mining operations around Australia, and we'll no doubt learn more in the coming days about what caused this collapse. the deadly siege that led to the murders of Queensland constables Rachel McCrow and Matthew Arnold, as well as Weambilla local Alan Dare in December last year, has been deemed a religiously motivated terrorist attack by investigators.
1: Yeah, what Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner Tracy Linford yesterday said is that Nathaniel Gareth and Stacey Train had developed this Christian extremist and anti-government belief system. Uh, What they believed is that there would be an end of days before Christ would bring peace to earth. Uh, She said that there didn't appear to be any sort of defining catalyst event, uh, but the pandemic and other global events were factors.
0: It's believed that the trains acted alone, but Linford said a similar ideology was behind the 1993 Waco massacre in the US, and police are working with the FBI to better understand the train's actions. The coroner will make their final determinations on the motivation for the attack soon. Australia's unemployment rate has gone up for the second consecutive month, Claire. This time it went from 3.5% to 3.7% in January, and that equates to about 11,500 people becoming jobless.
1: Alice, it's been a massive week for economics and for economic data. We've been talking about it all week. But on this number, it really went against expectations. There were economists who were predicting that the rate would stay steady on last month. But what the Australian Bureau of Stats say is that it's largely driven by seasonal fluctuations, people switching jobs uh, as they come into January. Uh, Treasurer Jim Chalmers says that it's an obvious consequence of the slowing global economy. Uh, In its recent official statement, the Reserve Bank said that it does expect unemployment to rise over this year, uh, particularly as interest rates continue to go up, and that has the effect of putting a brake on the economy.
0: Yeah, like we mentioned yesterday, that's something that RBA Governor Philip Lowe is likely to be grilled on today. He's going in to front the House of Representatives Economic Committee meeting this morning at Parliament House in Canberra. The entertainment industry is mourning the loss of US actor and 1960s pin-up girl Raquel Welch. Her manager confirmed yesterday that the 82-year-old had died after a brief illness, Claire.
1: Yeah, so her parents were Bolivian on her father's side. Her mother was American. Uh, She ditched her very Bolivian surname to adopt her husband's name, uh, they say, to avoid any sort of typecasting of a South American. So she had... really successful and big career, 70 films, lots of TV credits to her name. Uh, She was in the game for more than five decades. And she originally rose to fame in a 1966 sci-fi film called Fantastic Voyage. Uh, She really, though, took off when she was a very scantily clad (laughs) cavewoman woman from a film called One Million Years BC. It's really hard to overstate exactly how massive she was. She was an absolute superstar of that period. Uh, Very good looking. She was often dismissed uh, for her looks and she talked quite a bit about that. Uh, But she did win a Golden Globe for her performance in The Three Musketeers. That was in the 70s. She also acted on Broadway and was a hit.
0: And younger people might have recognised Welch from some of the projects she was part of in her later years. She had guest appearances on The Muppet Show, Seinfeld, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Legally Blonde. Yesterday, Reese Witherspoon led the tributes. She called Welch glamorous beyond belief. A quick message now from our podcast partner, Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. It's been pretty hard to escape news of the new artificial intelligence chatbots that have been released this year, Claire. And we're starting to hear reports of how their first iterations are working. It doesn't sound like it's smooth sailing just yet.
1: <laughs> Look, encourage anyone to get onto AI, which is where ChatGPT lives. It's really fun to play with. But these integrations into the major search engines is proving quite bumpy. Uh, Microsoft search engine Bing has got an iteration of ChatGPT and it's really making a few mistakes that lots of people on the internet are having a lot of fun with. Uh, Bing has launched that uh, what they are asking users to do is go on and create an account. What the company says is that a million users have done that. Uh, They're across 169 countries. Uh, The problem is it's getting stuff wrong, including that it thinks the current year is 2022. uh, And when a user a human user told it that it was wrong. It got quite argumentative, including calling the user a bad user and called itself a good Bing. So yeah, there's a bit of arguing going on and a bit of learning to do.
0: Yeah, sounds like it's got its self-confidence programming down pat then. (laughs) Microsoft says it's all part of the launch process and the machines will learn from their mistakes. Claire, what's made our Friday Lights list this week?
1: Look, it's been a very busy week and, of course, my mind is very focused on what I can eat on the weekend (laughs) and what's going to be fun to cook. Uh, I've been in and out of air-conditioned rooms. I've seen a couple of hotels. I've seen a couple of conference rooms. Uh, It's very air-conditioned where I am and then I step outside and it's boiling hot. I don't really know what's happening with the weather, but I've got a hankering for a light chicken curry, so that's what I'm going for.
0: Yeah, I've been stuck on things to cook this week while the heat wave moves over SA, so that one sounds delicious. And that wraps us up for today. But, Claire, you and Kate will be back tomorrow with Saturday Squiz.
1: Yep, we sure are. Lots to cover. It's just been big weeks in news. So, yeah, lots to go through and, of course, some really great recommendations. So a lean back Saturday kind of squiz. It's news. It's a really good way to kick off your weekend.
0: Yeah, so much news to cover tomorrow. Have a great Friday and weekend, everyone, and we'll be back with you again on Monday. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, And why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.